The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. Craig Nash, Davis Pat, good to be here with you once again on SportsGrid TV, soon to be SportsGrid Radio in about five minutes from now. Uh, got a lot to get to here on today's show. Sort of feels like the calm before the storm, to be honest with you. We got the national championship game coming up on Monday night. We got opening day in Major League Baseball coming up next Thursday. We got the Masters Davis also next week. And so... Fortunately for us, it gives us a chance to sort of take a deep breath and expand our conversations a little bit to some NBA and, of course, some fantasy baseball. And I know Dubs a little bit later on will be on the show talking some soccer and golf. So, you know, I don't mind these days where Aaron Rodgers is, makes a decision or Tom Brady's coming back or Devontae Adams is traded or Nick Castellanos is signing. I like these days, too. Yeah, you know, we're we're not having to uh, rapidly adjust all of our opinions, right? You know, Russell Wilson gets traded, Aaron Rodgers decides he's going back to the Packers, but Devontae Adams gets traded, all this, you know, we wake up, we hadn't heard a murmur about Tyreek Hill the whole offseason, and all of a sudden, in about an hour, it's all wrapped up, and he's on a different team. So yeah, you know, I, I don't think that we can uh, complain, and uh, so, you know, some pretty interesting storylines in the NBA last night that I'm glad we at least have a few minutes to discuss. Definitely so. So let's get right to it. As the Los Angeles Clippers have played some of the craziest games in the NBA this season, that's for sure. A 25-point comeback for them yesterday with Paul George leading the way as they win. The Lakers will get to here in a sec. They uh, are now the 11th seed as they drop out of the play-in game after losing to Dallas. Lions general manager Brad Holmes says Jared Goff is our quarterback. That's not a huge surprise. Uh, Also, Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss officially joining the Sun Belt coming up from FCS football. But uh, Davis, as you said, the NBA having some uh, headline stealing last night, but unfortunately not in a good way for the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, my sense tells me that in some way I'm pushing a narrative toward toward LeBron James at least getting in a play-in game. I really don't care where they are in the standings at this point, but I suppose things are definitely looking bleak overall for them this season. Can't believe they're in this spot. Super bleak, and uh, so LeBron was not able to play last night. Anthony Davis was not able to play last night. Anthony Davis did get upgraded, though. He's been out for about a month with an ankle injury, and he was upgraded from out as he has been for that last month to doubtful. So I do think we'll probably see him back, um, you know, last last two weeks, last week of the season or so. It remains to be seen if it matters at all. Um, you know, <laughs> Malik Monk got up 16 shots last night. I do think the biggest storyline of anything that happened in the NBA last night, though, it's got to be that Paul George returned. Mm-hmm. 
and looked pretty good, looked pretty healthy. You know, that huge 25-point comeback. Um, he was really strong in that game, uh, was able to play 31 minutes in his comeback, so his conditioning seems like it's uh, all right. And, and already on the FanDuel Sportsbook, we've already seen a little bit of positive momentum for the Clippers, you know, winning the championship, winning the Western Conference. Because let's be honest, the the Western Conference in the NBA is I mean it's it's wide open right now other than other than the Suns who are way better than everyone else you know I I don't think anyone could really firmly say oh yeah the Grizzlies are way better the Mavericks are way better like I just think there's a big morass of teams that are all pretty similar yeah it definitely looks like that and um I still think the Lakers somehow find a way to get in the one note that I wanted to bring up here on the show now I could have sworn as we welcome in our radio audience to Sports Good Radio, talking some NBA here on Fantasy Sports today, I could have sworn we did a show either a week or two ago saying Zion Williamson was out for the season, and then I saw something yesterday that said that he's going on the road with the Pelicans here. So what in the world is going on here with Zion Williamson? Is there a chance we're going to see him this year? Um, you're right. So you are right that we, you, I, I, I think it was honestly even a week ago. I don't even think it was that Maybe. long ago that we got the report that Zion is not going to be playing this season. Now, I, I wonder if the reason he's coming on this road trip is just like, I mean, he's just been away from the team, right? He, he, CJ McCollum, mm. these guys, like the new guys on the team, he just has not been there to to know these guys and and that is i think you know pretty important to the pelicans because i would imagine that they are wanting to sign zion to that supermax well yeah the supermax contract that he is eligible for um actually no that is an interesting little wrinkle i hadn't thought about zion is not eligible for the supermax because he's not made an all nba team as uh up to this point of his nba career he's been he's been injured too much to make the all nba team so uh zion I, I do I do think that there is a, a meaningful chance that Zion becomes the first ever NBA superstar to play a season on the qualifying offer. The one it's you know kind of the NBA's equivalent of the franchise tag, where he just says, "Nope, I'm not signing the big fat deal with you guys. I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to wait another year and I'm going to go play in LA, in New York, or whatever." But I I think this is the Pelicans trying to avoid that situation and kind of uh, integrate him in the team a little bit more. Yeah, well, uh, it would be a great story if he came back and then somehow Ben Simmons came back on the court, too, at the end of the season. How Imagine having those guys back. That would uh, create some more fun. All right, coming up next, our fantasy baseball previews continue. We're uh, off and running here. We're closing out the American League, and we are uh, taking care of the American League Central today. One of the teams that's a perennial contender for the division does not appear to be that way this season. They have one of the lowest payrolls in all of Major League Baseball. Sort of a sad state of affairs for the Cleveland Guardians. But are they a little underrated? They seemingly are every single year. Is this another one of those years where people predict the uh, Cleveland Guardians to win 70 games and they end up winning 80, which they normally do? Davis and I will look at the fantasy and FBC rankings next for the Cleveland Guardians. Stay on the grid. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Our fantasy baseball team previews continuing on our show. All of them, by the way, posted over on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. But before we do that, I want to remind you, for those of you who are watching on SportsGrid or listening on SportsGrid Radio, you can comment on all of the teams that we've talked about, as well as some of the technical aspects of what you're watching here at SportsGrid. Let us know what you think about our programming. Just scan the QR code you see on your screen right there, or go to survey.sportsgrid.com. Of course, making better programming is all for you. Our 24-hour, seven-day-a-week channel is free. If you wouldn't mind, take the survey for us, survey.sportsgrid.com, or just scan that QR code you see right there. Let us know what you think about our shows. And Davis, I would not want a QR code for the Cleveland Guardians in 2022. Uh, The Cleveland Guardian fans, Davis, are not happy. Forbes estimated that the uh, Guardians owner is one of the wealthiest owners in all of Major League Baseball. They have the lowest payroll somehow in uh, in all of Major League Baseball. But yet, when you look at their team, you know, you, you kind of have to throw some of that away. Like, the team on paper does not look like the lowest payroll in all of Major League Baseball. This does not feel like a team that's going to lose 100 games. But, uh, you know, certainly not spending any money is not a good look. I will say that. No. No, it's really, it's really not a good look. And you're, you're selling people new merchandise. They got to replace all their old stuff. They got to get, you know, the new jerseys, new name. And, um, you know, this is also, as we were talking about yesterday, not a division that would suggest it's unwinnable, right? Couple pitcher injuries to the White Sox. Eloy Jimenez takes a ball to the hand and misses time like he did last year. All of a sudden, you know, maybe the White Sox are more like an 88-win team. And if the, the Guardians had made a push at all, they would be a team that could potentially win the division. It's just not very strong. Um, I, I think the thing that stands out most to me about their lineup is this is a lineup full of guys where you're going to be trying to get cheap speed, right? You know, kind of kind of looking yeah. through here, we got we got Miles Straw, we got Ahmed Rosario, we have Andres Jimenez, uh, you know, those guys are all and and Oscar Mercado who is going to play, you know, kind of their their fourth substitute outfielder, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's not a great lineup. It's actually okay at the top and then things get a little dicey. So let's take a look at how the NFBC drafters are viewing the Cleveland Guardians this season. Uh, this is their projected lineup for the year. Miles Straw, clearly with a ton of value because of the steals. And uh, Houston sent him over to Cleveland. His ADP is 134. That may even be too low if this guy gets 500 plate appearances. He's going to lead the league in steals. 
Ahmed Rosario's ADP is 163. Why? Again, as Davis mentioned, double-digit home runs, double-digit steals, qualifies it short, played a little in the outfield too. Jose Ramirez, probably the most underrated player of all of Major League Baseball. His ADP is 3.8. The smart drafters know he's the man. Awesome. Hopefully he stays in Cleveland, but I can't be sure about that. Fran Mil Reyes is going to be a monster again. ADP of 125. And now we get dicey. Bobby Bradley, Stephen Kwan, Andres Jimenez, oof, Austin Hedges, Bradley, Zimmer Davis. Oh my gosh. Like this is really who <laughs> Cleveland is rolling out. And then you look at their minor league system and you say, wow, they have a pretty good minor league system, but they're all in single A or double A. And Davis, I don't care what this new CBA says, they're not rushing anyone up this season. So as you mentioned, the Mercado's there too. Cleveland's going to kind of roll with what they got. But listen, I played in a little league game last night where the top of the lineup we played against was pretty good. And then no one was swinging in the bottom half. And I hate to say it, but my gosh, the last five guys in this Cleveland lineup, can you imagine what Giolito and uh, Jose Barrios and some of these pitchers are going to do to the bottom of this lineup? Yikes. You know, I'm looking at this lineup and I'm wondering, why can't Josh Naylor find his way to 500 plate appearances here? Can play a little first base, can play both of the corners in the outfield. And he's kind of one of those guys who's been, you know, all promise, has not really delivered at the major league level, 633 major league plate appearances, 16 home runs, isolated slugging of 139. But all the projection systems are way more bullish on his power tool. His raw power grade, uh, if you go look up his prospect profile, is a 70, which, I mean, 70 raw power, that that is going to get me pretty excited, especially considering, you know, you basically, uh, you know, you basically don't have to pay for him at all. You know, this is a guy who you're going to take in the last round of your fantasy baseball draft or whatever. And right. so I like I, I'm looking at the lineup. And I'm like, not really that interesting straw. If you need steals, of course, Jose Ramirez at the at the top of your draft. I mean, I, I think there's an argument to take him uh, ahead of everyone other than Trey Turner. They're very similar. And also, you know, Jose Ramirez could get traded to the Blue Jays, could get traded to the Yankees. I mean, there's there's definitely going to be a market out there. Uh, and, and this Blue Jays trade for Jose Ramirez has been rumored for a while. And then and then uh, Jimenez as well. Um, you know, he, he projects super strong from if, if he gets everyday plate appearances. Last year, he had 210 plate appearances, five home runs, 11 steals. But if he gets under plate appearances, he could be like a 15-15 guy, and you don't have to pay anything for him. Yeah, I mean, look, steals is really the value here with a lot of the players that they have. And uh, in terms of Naylor and Mercado, I mean, think about it from this perspective, Davis. What are the odds that Bobby Bradley, Stephen Kwan, and Bradley Zimmer all click very unlikely so one of those guys that you mentioned is is a very good uh late pick in one of these champions league drafts because the the odds of all these guys on on cleveland clicking are slim other thing you have to do worry about in july is miles straw on the move does he become a fourth outfielder somewhere else you know that's 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 definitely has to be in the equation too as far as ramirez goes that would be a game changer for any team and i don't know what cleveland's going to do with him all right, starting rotation for Cleveland is always good, and that's not going to be different this year. This is how they're going to try and win games, is just running, stealing, and pitching. And their and their starting five is strong. As Shane Bieber, one of the best pitchers in baseball. His ADP is basically late second, third round. His ADP is 32. Cal Quantrill finally found himself last year, and look at the results. 8-3, 2.89 earn run average. He's in the top 300. Zach Plesak is probably the back-end guy in this rotation, and he 
actually won a lot of games last year. He won 10 games. I uh, like Aaron Savali. He had a good year last year too. And Tristan McKenzie is the one player in camp right now, Davis, that everyone is saying is ready to make that big jump. So uh, wins are still going to be hard to come by because Cleveland's not going to score a lot of runs, but this is the one strength of Cleveland to me. And you think they had Corey Kluber, they had Mike Clevenger. It like, doesn't seem to matter. They have like this pitching factory going in Cleveland. They do. Uh, although what you will find the problem with a lot, and, and this is not true of Bieber and this is not true of McKenzie, but the guys are, you know, they're, they're innings eaters, right? They're all going right. to have less than a strikeout per inning, right? None of them are big K guys. So the, the guy you're kind of interested in taking shots on is McKenzie, because if he is actually figuring things out and, and it seems that this Cleveland, you know, p- coaching staff can help these guys figure things out, but I, I'm not that interested in Savali, Quantrill, you know, they, I mean, they're fine at their ADP, but not guys I'm actively targeting. Okay. And then the closer, this is the easiest probably of any team on the board. Emmanuel Class A, probably, Davis, the best closer in fantasy baseball this year. I, I mean, I, I think he could very well be. I know that they're, you know, Hendricks is going higher than him. Uh, give me this guy, Class A, all day long. Karen Chak is hurt, by the way. His ADP is 491. They have no one other than Class A. A team that spends $30 million for the entire team, Davis is not going to spend a cent on the bullpen. It's Class A's job. It's no one else's. Uh, There's no one I like better than him going into the year. No, and 24 saves last year, you know, super elite ratios, 1.290. All right, the the thing you have to worry about is, do the Padres trade for him? Do the Dodgers trade for him? Do the Red Sox trade for him? And then all of a sudden, he's the seventh inning guy. That's really the only thing you're worried about. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, he's under control for five more years. I, I if Cleveland trades him, my God! And you know what? Got to acknowledge it. You never know with with what's yeah. going on with them this season. We'll have our previews tomorrow. Continuing the Chicago White Sox on deck, and I guess who else is also on deck? This is Kansas City Royals. So we'll do that on Thursday as well. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. But coming up next, Dubs is going to join us talk a little soccer, and uh, of course. We continue our conversation about golf with the Masters one week away. So stay on the grid as we have plenty more for you right here on Fantasy Sports Today. We're here until 1 o'clock Eastern, and we'll be right back with more FST on sports right in just two minutes. Take away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Dubs Anderson this week. Uh, every week on Wednesday, we're going to chat a little golf, a little soccer. We got, uh, I mean, I guess maybe not that dramatic of, uh, of a soccer match tonight with the United States. Uh, they're, they're playing their final qualifying game against Costa Rica. And then, you know, a, a sort of interesting week of golf because so many guys are, are trying to get their games tuned up for the Masters. But really, we're, we're mostly looking forward to next week. The poor Valero Open just kind of always, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it never gets the full attention that it deserves. Yeah, I mean, you got to feel sorry for uh, the folks down San Antonio. What are they dishing up? A pair of cowboy boots for the winner. But look, we've got a few big names there. You know, your headlines would be Jordan Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau, Roy McIlroy. These guys are trying to get the final turn up in. But keep an eye on them in the live betting. If these guys get off to a sluggish, you know, Thursday, Friday round, they're going to throw the towel in. So let's just go to Augusta a couple of days early. But I think it's a great opportunity for the value play. It's a tough golf course. Wind is always going to be a factor down there at TPC San Antonio. So I think it's a great opportunity in the golf betting, great opportunity in the fantasy. Uh, Jordan Spieth got it done here last year. I'm interested to see if he can go back to back. I like his chances. Not a great number for him. And this is where in 2019, Corey Connors, the Canadian, Monday qualified and went on to win the event. And we know the week he had there last weekend, uh, the Austin at the Dell match play, Corey Connors looking really good. It's a ball strikers golf course. You need a bit of distance. But for me this week, you want to keep it in play. Otherwise, you've got to do it how Spieth did it last year, all over the ballpark and make some ridiculous up and downs as Mr. Spieth does. Yeah, that is that is pretty much what he does. So I have six guys outlined here. Uh, four of them definitely ball strikers. Uh, Rory, List, Sahith Gala, who I know that you like as well, and then Dylan Fratelli, yeah. all uh, spectacular strikers of the ball. Kucher priced at $7,800 on uh, DraftKings. Look, I just know this guy... The thing, the thing you always know about Kucher is if he's T38 on Sunday, he's waking up that morning like, I'm ready to get to T13 and get that paycheck. So I always love that about him. And then <laughs> yeah, uh, Denny, Denny McCarthy uh, is is obviously not as good, but very similar to Spieth in the sense of not great T to green. But when a course is wide open and you can kind of play tricky with the wedges, he is going to set himself up to make lots of putts. He is... Um, for the time he has had the tour card, he is number one on tour in strokes gained putting. So just when he's cheap at these That's events, great. I always kind of like to throw him in there. Love it. Mate, they're great picks. I mean, Matty Kircher, good course history here, fills the cup up. That's what we're looking for. Uh, you know, I think Corey Connors is starting to look good again. You got him at 16 to 1, not a great number. A number that stands out to me, top of the board, Abe Answer, 21 to 1. He actually lives here in San Antonio. He's not traveling on the PGA Tour, so he's got that course history. Coming off a great run last week. I think he's been a little sluggish after getting that breakthrough win last year at the St. Jude. But that always happens to these guys. They get their first win on the PGA Tour. They sort of, you know, get a little comfortable. Maybe they party too hard. But I think Abe Answer, he's primed for a big week in his hometown. You can pick him up there at the 10K mark of the fantasy. Chris Kirk, a, a real plotter. You've got him at the 9K mark. Seven starts here, three top 10s. Uh, four wins, but none since 2015. I think he's getting really close to getting that breakthrough again. I love your pick uh, for Sahith Gala. I think guys like him, Mito Pereira, you can get around that 8K mark, 55 to 1, 50 to 1, respectively, in the outright market. I think that's good value. If you're looking for a bit of a flyer, 
What about Anaban Lahiri? Runner-up at the Players' Championship. Fifth here last year. Uh, you can still get him at 7K, 90 to 1 in the outright market. That's where the value is for me this week. All right, there we go. I'm uh, I'm on board. So we will uh, have our eyes turned to the Valero Open this weekend, maybe with, with half of our eye turned to uh, anything happening with the futures market for the Masters. But uh, did want to did want to chat a little bit about the U.S. men's team. They're pretty much going to qualify tonight against Costa Rica as long as they avoid a defeat by six goals. I actually saw it uh, circulating <laughs> around on Twitter that technically they could just forfeit this game because a forfeit goes down as a as a three nil loss and a forfeit would get them through so so they're gonna they're they are uh they are gonna get that done so just a couple questions uh i'm interested and in if they are going to you know try and use the full strength lineup tonight uh they have uh timothy Weah is back from uh, i believe he was on the covid list uh, i'm not sure if giovanni reyna is with the team or not uh but but really the the two biggest questions i have are is the United States finally good enough to make it out of the group stage? And maybe maybe even more interesting, what do you think is the better roster, the Canadian men's team or the U.S. men's team? Hey, USA, USA, big dubs he's turned American for this one. I've been so impressed uh, with, with this American lineup. And I, I think the Americans have been clinical. Greg Berhalter has done a fantastic job despite you know some negative feedback. He's done what he set out to do, get the team qualified for the World Cup. They're not going to get pump 6-0 tonight. I mean, you look at Costa Rica. They're not even interested in winning this match tonight. They've got, I think, nine players on yellow cards. They're looking ahead to that playoff match uh, with the Oceania winner, which is going to probably be New Zealand or the Solomon Islands. They know they're going to roll them. So why risk it tonight trying to play on the front foot? I think we see a bit of a pillow fight. I think it's going to be a lackluster affair tonight. Maybe one apiece, two all. But Team USA, I mean, the thing that stands out to me is it's a young squad You've got these guys who are competing in the best leagues around the world, the Bundesliga, English Premier League, you know, Christian Pulisic. I mean, he is a superstar. He's not some bench warmer for Chelsea. This guy's contributing up front in the best way. And these guys bring it not only on the, you know, on the park for 90 minutes, but they're bringing it to the locker room. How do we prepare? How do we approach the training paddock? And for me, that's been the biggest positive to take from this World Cup qualifying process. And I think they'll carry it on later in the year to Qatar. And look, we're back here in 2026. Team USA, American football, sensational. I mean, you throw in Anthony Robinson there, who's helping Fulham get back up to the Premier League. Uh, Serginho Des at Barcelona when he's healthy. These are pillars that you can build around. And they're so young, you know, 21, 23 years of age. It's looking really bright for me. Clinical yeah, I think, you're, I, I think you're right. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's probably a little too early for a lot of these guys you know you you kind of see this with the younger international teams you, you kind of need a little bit of that that veteran nous right like you need someone yeah. who's played in, in in two world cups already or or you know played in the final of the gold cup or, or something like that like it, it does definitely help um and and you know i i think that the usa and canada kind of have a, a similar problem with the roster which is you're right. They have some guys who are playing on the finest. You know, Christian Pulisic played in a in a Champions League final. Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams. These guys are getting lots of Champions as League big football. As he gets. Yeah. yeah, as and, absolutely. And the, the the MLS guys who come into the squad, come in for these camps, they see how these guys prepare. That is the best learning you can take from this. So, look, maybe there's four or five you know superstars competing at a world class level, but it's the young guys coming up. And the MLS as a domestic league is coming on leaps and bounds, and I think it's due to this this exposure to some of these guys who are really having that knock-on effect. So I, I love to see it. 
I, I think Costa Rica tonight maybe a little out of their depth. They love playing the defensive ball, but I think they've scored 11 goals in their last 13 games. If they do try and get on the front foot and press for a couple of goals, they're going to open it you know, wide open at the back. And that's what also stands out for Team USA. In years past, maybe they've, they've lacked that attacking punch to capitalize on opportunities. But as we saw the other night, a, a, a hattie for your boy Pulisic. These guys know how to step on the throats when they have to. And we, that, that's what you need. If you want to win matches at the World Cup and go through a group stage, you need guys who get on the front foot, put the ball in the net when it comes open. Can't sit yeah, back and you know, what, all the time. What I am worried about is at, you know, at, at the World Cup. And I do think they they should have a decent chance of, uh, you know, getting out of the group. Now, you know, of course, pending that they are not in uh, a group of death or whatever. And and it's, it is easy to advance at the World Cup, right? Because because yeah. four of the third place teams end up getting through. So they'll, they'll probably get through. But my, my sense is that it's just probably a little bit too early to, to, you know, be to winning a match against France, against Germany, against England. And maybe, and maybe I'm wrong, right? Uh, the, the last time we saw a, a match of that scale, the United States played Belgium and, uh, and Tim Howard set the, the all time world cup record for saves in a game. Wando misses the sitter, of course. Timmy and and <laughs> yeah, Timmy <laughs> Howard, that's, that's how long it's been. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. I do, I, I mean, I want to give Canada their due as well. I, you know, same thing for Alfonso Very Davies good. is true. Uh, and, and Timothy Weah, Jonathan David. I mean, these guys are, are Jonathan David just started a, a champions league, uh, uh, elimination game. Like, I mean, these guys, these guys are also playing at, at the absolute highest level, which is, is crazy considering Canada, not really known for, for playing soccer. Yeah, and the thing at the World Cup, Davis, is all you need is to sneak a couple of results. If you take on some of the powerhouse nations like, you know, France, England, Belgium, you know, park the bus, play for the draw, and then capitalize on maybe, you know, a weaker opponent in the group matchups. There. So anything is possible. Uh, you know, I don't like the look for my Australian men. They've really struggled in the qualifying process. I think we're going to miss out. So Team USA, I think that's the new team. When you next see me, I might have the, uh, the, the jersey rep at number 10. All right, so uh, I, I'm just now getting to look at some of the futures odds and anything, and I, I just need I just need a prediction from you because there there I don't think there is a truly great team in the world anymore. You know, I think we've seen with you know Italy winning the Euros and then not making the World Cup. I I do kind of feel like it's wide open. So let's get a prediction. 2022 World Cup in Qatar, of course. You'll be back on the program then. Who do we like as as World Cup champions 2022? Can I can I take two? Yeah, of course. Okay, I'll say uh, England and Belgium. All right, there we go. I I, I would love for uh, I would love for for the trophy to come home. I I like this England squad. I like Gareth Southgate, and I think that's uh, you know a lot of the criticism that people levy at at Gareth Southgate and at England. You know they they play very defensive. They're it's very rigid. Yeah. You know three at the back, despite having all these great players, that works for international football. These days, they, they don't get really much time to train. A lot of them play for different clubs. It's, it's so much different than it was in, you know, the, the 60s and the 70s and everything. So I, I would be excited Absolutely. to see them get there. Uh, Dubs, thank you very much for joining the program. We are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick. We'll be, uh, we'll be continuing to update you guys on the golf all weekend long. Craig is going to rejoin me in just a moment here as we head into Fantasy Reality. So see you guys back in just a moment. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. We got 20 minutes to go before we turn it over to Kevin and Donnie at 1 o'clock Eastern. Before we get to fantasy reality, Davis, the Cincinnati Reds making the announcement. Former first pick overall in the 2017 draft. Hunter Green is going to be part of the Reds 2022 rotation. Uh, certainly, this is one of the hardest throwing pitchers in baseball. Uh, going to be pitching in one of the hardest pitches uh, I'm sorry, hardest parks to pitch in in Cincinnati, if I got that out correctly. Uh, but an exciting player nonetheless. But definitely I have a little tempered expectations until I see something at the start of the season. I mean, uh, his his results in the minor leagues were were kind of what you would expect. A little bit of struggle for control, gave up some home runs. He's, he's uh, you know, still a pretty young guy, only 22 years old. Just found out Joe Adele is 22 the other day. It's probably, probably non-helpful information for my uh, fantasy baseball drafting season. But uh, I did. I, I saw someone immediately make the joke after uh, John Heyman tweeted that Hunter Green is called up, which this sets the Reds up right on plan. Call him up, get his service clock going, and then in four or five years, they can trade him. So that's uh, that's the Reds' way for, for, them, for them to call their guys up and get the, uh, the best possible trade package for them. Well, nice bucket of water from Davis Maddock as we get it over Sorry, to Bradley. Here is to Here is our uh, fantasy or reality. Well, guys, sticking with our theme of the best baseball teams in the world today. We're going over to the Pittsburgh Pirates who sent down their star prospect O'Neill Cruz, sending him back to triple uh, a to start the year. So Davis, we'll start with you for this one. Uh, the Pirates called up their top prospect last season, their third baseman this year, they send down their shortstop. So we have to ask the Pirates made a mistake Sending O'Neill Cruz to Triple A is this a fantasy or reality? You know, I am. Uh, I'm really annoyed by this. I really wanted O'Neill Cruz to be called up ever since I learned that he is a six-seven. I'm not misspeaking. That's not a typo. He is a six-seven 
shortstop. I mean, you don't even need the shift with that guy. He can just cover the entire, uh, you know, left side of the infield all by himself, no problem. Uh, and, and you know, obviously the other reason to be annoyed is I just want to see this guy play. I mean, this is a 2020 guy if they would just give him the plate appearances. I, I hope that this is, uh, you know, one month down in AAA, see if you can do it. If he's crushing AAA, bring him back up. You know, who knows at this point? I mean, the, the Pirates are so far away from fielding a competitive team that what does service time even matter to them? Like, like literally, what does it matter? I mean, they're, they're a decade away. If that even, the Pirates may never spend the money necessary to field a winning baseball team ever again. So, like, literally... From an organizational standpoint, what is the difference? Like, what is the like if you're if you're saying every year we spend forty five million dollars on our baseball team and that's it, we're not spending any more. Like, what's the point? Just just call them up and and you know trade them to the Red Sox for for a player to be named later and some cash in two years. Like, just get it done. I thought I was going to be rough saying five years. Davis threw a ten years on you, so I mean, I I feel a lot better about my my analysis than than yours. Um, let's be honest here. What are the pirates really doing? What are they really doing? Davis does bring up an interesting point. They're not going to be good for a really, really long time. So in that sense, calling up O'Neill Cruz does not make a lot of sense because by the time that Cruz plays uh, full time in the big leagues, will the pirates be good at that point? My guess is yes. I think Davis is a little too tough. Five, six years you would think would be the case. But look, I, I have a lot of insight here with what, with what Pittsburgh is doing, clearly, Davis, because of this whole Miami stuff with Brian Reynolds. And I do want to throw it back to you here for just for one second. In terms of Reynolds, what are they doing there too, right? Like, you know that that guy is not going to be on the team when they end up being good. And they are just holding on to this guy and they are not extending him. How many teams could use, forget Miami. How many teams could use Brian Reynolds, all-star center fielder with one of the top wars in Major League Baseball? I thought the idea is if you're going to burn it down, you burn it down. But they are just holding on to this one chip left. And what happens if he has a bad season, Davis? Like, What happens if you look at Google Brian Reynolds 2020? What happens if that happens again and they miss the opportunity? So, yes, the Pirates are wrong for holding down O'Neill Cruz. And, yes, they're wrong for holding on to Brian Reynolds, too. Just tear it. Tear this thing down, all the way down, like teams do. The Astros, the Cubs, and then resurface in five years with the best draft picks and the international prospects you got. Right, Davis? Like, that's the way to do it. You don't hold on to these guys. Play, play the young kids, and the rest, get rid of I mean, teams, they just they have to choose a direction, and it, it seems like there's basically no captain at, at the helm for the Pirates for whatever reason. But, yeah, of course, you're 100% right. All right. Enough, enough on that, Brett. Sorry. Uh, all good. We need we needed, you know, surf service the Pittsburgh fans here as well and talk about they don't the like me very much. <laughs> but uh, our next question, Craig, we're focusing on the Masters because big news out of Augusta yesterday: Tiger Woods and his son Charlie landed in Augusta and played a full eighteen-hole practice round, Craig, which got everyone speculating. Tiger Woods may be back for next weekend's Masters tournament. So we have to ask before he announces, uh, Craig, we'll start with you. Tiger Woods will play in the Masters. Is this a fantasy or reality? There, there are so many details with this that I'm not familiar with in terms of the potential of having a cart and 
and, and so many other things that I can't speak to. But here's what I can speak to. You mentioned the key here right there, Brett. He brought his son, Charlie, to go to Augusta. That tells me everything. I, I think Tiger was going to do everything possible. Remember, Charlie was very young when Tiger was winning a lot of these tournaments. In fact, I don't think he was born when he was winning a lot of these tournaments. And then, of course, when he won the Masters and he came back a few years ago, to Charlie even going to remember that when he gets older? Uh, I, I think that he wants to have that experience. I think this is happening. I don't know that he makes the cut. You know, Davis, you probably would be able to speak to that better than me. It would be a wonderful story, kind of like Phil winning last year. Can it happen? I suppose it is sports. But to me, this is like Duke getting to the Final Four. The narrative is in. I think he's got to be playing. Why would he be going through these lengths? And by the way, taking his son along with him, what, for a practice round? Please. I think he's in. What about you, Davis? Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like we are being prepared for that narrative right now. It seems like there's enough leaking out. I mean, and, and if there was, a, you know, a, an event where he could do it and feel comfortable, and by the way, much easier to make the cut at the Masters than a normal golf tournament. The field is very small. I, I think like close to like 70% of the golfers end up making it through the cut. Like it's, uh, and, and, you know, of course, I, I don't think anyone would expect Tiger to be winning uh, I mean, or or maybe they would, right? Or or maybe that's the other thing. Maybe maybe I'm viewing this wrong way, and maybe people would be expecting Tiger to contend. But I I Craig, I'm gonna dump the cold water. I'm gonna say I don't think so. I think it's it, I just because uh, we have we haven't seen him hitting. We you know we 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 heard maybe he wants to take a cart out there. So I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fantasy. I'm gonna say we don't see Tiger. Hmm. All right. Well, our last question of the day. We're going over to Pixar Films because Pixar Studios released uh, their first movie a little bit over 25 years ago. I think it was uh, on Monday's date they did that. So lists have been circulating of the 25 best Pixar movies over the last 25 years. And Incredible seems to be the number one movie on most lists. So Davis, we'll start with you. The Incredibles is the best Pixar movie is this a fantasy or reality? Uh, I mean, I've never seen it. Never, never seen The Incredibles. I was right at the. I was right at the wrong age. Um, I I believe this movie came out when I was in high school, so that's kind of like I'm a little bit too old for kids' movies um, and a little bit too young to like uh, you know wistfully watch something that remind you know give you this the nostalgia from when you were a kid. I would say though. The, the Toy Story's got to be the best Pixar movie, right? Like, toy, like everyone knows Toy Story. Toy Story is ubiquitous in Western society. Like, it's, it, it's got to be, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm missing out, and maybe The Incredibles really is that good. But uh, I, I do have to feel like Toy Story's got to be better, right? So I'm saying fantasy Toy Story is the best Pixar movie. Yeah, Brett, I'm, I'm, are we sure about this? This is stunning here that people would pick uh, The Incredibles, not just over Toy Story. And Davis, Toy Story, you're right. Uh, Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, all really good. I've seen all of them. I, they're all really good. I think there's a fourth one, too, that wasn't bad, that came out maybe five years ago. Um, but Finding Nemo? Are you kidding me? I mean, Finding Nemo was, was, was way above The Incredibles. I thought The Incredibles was really good. But no way, this is not this is not the best one, and I don't, I don't. I mean, I suppose third feels fair, but but no, um, 
I, I definitely have those two. I think I got Monsters Inc. even maybe ahead of those two. Brett, are you sure about Brett, is that your favorite? Is this your favorite? Here, here, here is the ranking from IGN. Uh, okay. You know, they That's do reputable. a lot of gaming. Yep. Mm -hmm. So they ranked Incredibles 1, Toy Story 3, number 2, WALL-E, number 3, Toy Story number four and Inside Out number five. Uh, so uh, you know we we've been listing some sh some movies here, and very few have even cracked their uh, top five. So maybe we're maybe we're just not very good at this game. No, uh, I, I mean Davis Finding Nemo. You mentioned Toy Story. Isn't isn't Finding Nemo one of the most popular animated movies of all time? No. You're, no, you're right. And then also, as Brett was saying that list, I, I didn't really remember that Inside Out was a Pixar movie. I, that would be mine. That movie, Inside Out, was incredible. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's like, I mean, maybe it's a little cheesy or whatever, but I remember going to go see that movie, like, as an adult. Like, it was one that was so good that, like, I went while I was in college, I think, when it came out. And that was, um, that was absolutely a phenomenal film. So I, I guess maybe the answer is, if all these people say The Incredibles is better, uh, I guess I guess I I guess I really should watch it if it's really that good. Yeah, no, they, they definitely have made some of the best movies for sure. And and the thing is, is that what I correlate these movies is with actually going to Disney World and going on the rides with my kids because all of these movies we're talking about are in my wheelhouse because my kids grew up watching these two. So, so anything in the last couple of years, I would say would be a no, but. Yeah, I just it's I mean, Toy Story and, and and yeah, Inside Out was good. Wreck It Ralph, I believe, was another one that felt Wreck It like Ralph was, was good. Yeah, I felt like that was a good one. Um, probably a, a few that I'm missing from uh, you know from many many years ago too. But all right, somehow we got on this topic, but a good one here on uh, fantasy or reality. Hey, up next we got the Sports Grid 60, and then Davis will, will be and I will be right back here tomorrow. On tomorrow's show, we will close out the American League Central and preview Davis's Kansas City Royals and the Chicago White Sox. And then, of course, on Friday, we're off to start previewing the American League West. We'll move over to the National League and get through as many teams as we can in this short spring training as we head toward opening day, which is, by the way, next Thursday. So naturally, Davis and I will have DFS lineups covered for you all throughout the fantasy baseball season, talking season-long fantasy, talking DFS fantasy as well. Uh, we'll take a quick time out. Sports Grid 60 coming up next. So make sure you stay on the grid for that. Also, don't forget Scott Farrell coming your way, three o'clock Eastern. So stay on the grid for Scott as well this afternoon. Be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. We've got the Sports Grid 60 next, where it is 60 seconds of commentary on something happening in our lives or in sports. Always interested to see what's on the mind of Davis Maddock. Let's find out. Here's the Sports Grid 60. So uh, going through my Twitter timeline this morning, and a bunch of people sent me Ronald Jones's official number with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going to be wearing number two, Craig. And, of course, we had media availability. All the coaches are out there in L.A. Andy Reid talking to the media this morning. Oh, we love Ronald Jones. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. We're going to have, we're going to have a thunder and lightning combo with Clyde Edwards-Solaire and Ronald Jones. And I know Craig doesn't want to hear it. But this is the Sports Grid 60. This is when he doesn't even have time. He doesn't even have time to tell me how much he doesn't like Ronald Jones. So uh, with that, that's a Sports Grid. He's going to look so fast, so big, so strong in the uh, in the number two. Davis helps me so much in fantasy football, and then I have to hear this nonsense and think that's what I'm going to be back on next year. It is not happening. <laughs> I'm not doing Ronald Jones after last year. Uh, someone else that is a big point of controversy this fantasy baseball season is Cody Bellinger. Has anybody been paying attention to Cody Bellinger this spring? Three for 24 with 17 strikeouts in spring training coming off the season that he had last year. Boy, what an interesting dynamic the Dodgers have going on. They could just easily replace him with some other superstar. Will they? Will Cody Bellinger play? Will he get back to the form where he was an MVP a couple of years ago? Uh, the indications, at least in spring training, are not showing that. And the Dodgers, as their manager said, are going to win the World Series this year. Would Bellinger even be a part of that? Interesting conversation getting drafted in the first 200 picks in fantasy baseball. That'll do it for the show. Thanks to Parker at LTN. Thanks to Danny and Ryan on our graphics. And for our producer, Brett Levy, and my co-host, Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We will see you tomorrow at noon. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.